Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and we got a real, real, real good topic for you today. Here's what happened. Last week or so, around, yeah, probably about last week, I did a Q&A on my Instagram stories. If you don't follow me on Instagram, at Elizabeth Benton, that's where I share a lot of like the day-to-day stuff of what I'm feeding my family and myself and workouts and all that kind of stuff. And I love every once in a while to say, hey, ask me anything. And one of the questions that came up was something like, and it wasn't even a question. It was like, I'd love to see how you spend your day. Like, what's your time going to? Because it seems like with three little kids, you're getting a lot done. So like, I'd love to see what that looks like. And I posted that particular day, a breakdown of like from this time to this time, I did this. And it was a little bit of an atypical day because the day that I did the Q&A, the day that I posted this was a day that the girls, the twins had a doctor's appointment in Boston. So that meant two and a half hours in the morning was driving up there and then two hours in a doctor's appointment and an hour and a half back home. Um, And I got a interesting question about burnout and rest in response to that, which really created a great conversation about this notion of managing your energy and rest and burnout that I just, I just need to shout it from the rooftops because I think that it is so major and so significant and a big part of happiness and a big part of coping and managing life. But before we get into that, and we're about to get right into it, I want to let you know what we're giving away today. We are giving away my favorite protein powder. It is a plant-based protein powder. It is creamy. It is good. It is low-carb, low-sugar, so you can have it no matter what your goals. You can have it at any time of day and not have to worry about blood sugar fluctuations. There's no like crap ingredients in it because most protein products have a bunch of garbage in them. I really love it. And recently, I, we won't even call it a recipe because I don't measure things, but I I used it to create something that I hadn't created before that was so good. Roman has been really struggling with teething, two-year molars already, even though he's not two, and um, his incisors, and he's just been uncomfortable. So I took Greek yogurt, added some vanilla protein and threw it in the blender with frozen fruit. I did blueberries one time. I did mango another time, thinned it out uh, one time with water, one time with milk. You could do it either way. I was just kind of playing around. Both were good. Um, And made little, I guess you could call them like creamsicles, but I know you can get sugar-free popsicles and more natural popsicles uh, at the grocery store, but nothing is going to be healthier than what you make at home. And I really wanted something that was protein because while I have nothing against, you know, giving Roman a popsicle from time to time, all that is is sugar. And I think we probably know from ourselves that when we just consume sugar, we all of a sudden get a burst of energy and then we crash. And I'm not looking for my one-year-old or myself to crash because that just is unpleasant for everybody. So I love 
that there's this treat that I can also pack with protein in both the Greek yogurt and the protein that I use, but I also make protein shakes and I put it in Greek yogurt and just mix it together and eat that alone very regularly. We use it every single day. So that's what I'm going to give away today. I'll announce the winner at the end of the show. You can give uh, win one of our Saturday giveaways just by leaving a review of the podcast on whatever platform you listen. And if you hear that like humming in the background, it's because I'm pumping. It is currently about 6.30 in the morning and I am pumping. Actually, I should turn down the baby monitor too because God only knows what you're going to have come through on that. Okay. So back to this thing that came up about rest and managing energy and burnout. I shared this day and it was a pretty like, you know, nonstop day as it often is for all of us. But certainly when you have three kids under two and certainly when you happen to be spending a day driving back and forth to another city for doctor's appointments. So the day kind of went like this just to give you a sense of where her feedback came from or her question came from. I got up at five got myself ready. Then I was prepping Roman's breakfast because we were leaving him with my mom for the day, packing the girl's diaper bag, um, feeding the babies, getting them out the door. Took us about two hours and 15 minutes to drive to Boston. And I noted that like I was pumping and working from my phone while we were driving up there. Chris was driving. We were at the doctor for a couple hours. On the drive home, same thing. I worked from my phone. I pumped. As soon as I got home, I put Roman down for a nap, started washing all the bottles, um, ate lunch myself, fed the babies, started laundry, spent some quality time with the kids, went to the post office and the grocery store, washed more bottles while I was cooking dinner. You get the point. It was just, you know, nonstop. And somebody messaged back and said, I don't see rest on your to-do list. Are you worried about burnout? I don't see rest on your to-do list. Are you worried about burnout? Okay. What I shared wasn't a to-do list. There's a really big difference between reflecting back on your day to say, like, this is how I spent my time and a to-do list. So I I didn't share a to-do list. But more importantly, in my opinion, rest is rarely going to show up on your to-do list. And even if it does, rest is more about what is not on your list than what is on your list. What I mean by that is when we're looking at a recounting of my day, it's more about the fact that watching TV was not on my list and that enabled me to get to bed earlier. It's more about the fact that scrolling social media is not something I spent time doing because that is not a good use of my energy. It was more about the fact that, you know, doing trivial tasks or uh, procrastinating or any of those things. Rest is more about what you would never see. It's the things that you don't see. It's the things that you don't see. I'm all for, yes, some days might have something scheduled on your your agenda, whether that's a massage or it's a meditation or maybe it's even a nap. But if you don't see those things on your agenda, that doesn't mean that you aren't factoring in rest or if you don't have time for 
a meditation session or a massage or a nap. It doesn't mean you can't factor in rest. The other thing that I said is I'm not worried about burnout and I don't think anybody has to worry about burnout because if we feel like we are approaching that, we don't need to worry. We just need to adjust. You know, and I, and I said this in my response. I said, if I were to feel like I wasn't getting the rest or the time to myself that I need, then it's my responsibility and my opportunity to advocate for that, whether in hiring a babysitter or asking for help from a family member or asking for help from my husband or changing things in how I spend my day, shifting my priorities. But we don't ever have to worry because we have the ability to make a shift if what we're doing isn't working. So I said, I don't need to worry about it because I can just respond to whatever I feel that I need. But the bigger picture is that rest is not something that you're necessarily going to see. I said, rest doesn't have, this is what I put on my stories in response. Rest doesn't have to be on a to-do list for you to experience it or create it. And often rest can be as much or more about what you don't give your time to as what you do give your time to. Rest to me is more a state of your mind than it is a state of your schedule. And here's what I mean by that. If in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I'm giving Roman a bath and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to do this. I'm like, hurry up because we need to go downstairs. We need to get this done. And how am I going to get this done? And I'm so tired. And that is probably going to be a very exhausting time. But I could do the same thing, give Roman a bath and have it be very restful. If my mindset as I do it is very different. Like how many more baths am I going to give this kid? There's going to come a time before we know it where he doesn't need me or want me to participate in bath time. And I can turn off the rest of the world and have a really beautiful moment with my kid. The same thing with something like breastfeeding or, or anything, right? Your workout. If you allow, because we are the thinker, we are not the thought, if you allow your mind to constantly be in this mode of like, whether you're going for a walk or you're feeding your kid or you're making dinner, that can be a very draining activity and it has nothing to do with the activity itself. Rest comes more from the state of your mind than what you're actually doing with your time. And the same can be said of burnout. Sure, there are some physical and hormonal burnout, but you can't tell me for one second that how you manage your mind isn't a big part of that. It absolutely, positively, without question, is a huge part of it. So one of the things that I work on is managing my mind in these moments that can be restful if I allow them to be restful. So when I'm sitting on the couch nursing a baby, if I'm thinking to myself, like, come on, seriously, I've got a million other things to do and Roman needs this and I want to get this done and I have to get this done before this time, that activity is not going to rejuvenate me and it's probably going to drain me. So I challenge myself to just relish in the moment. I'm not getting more things done because I'm racing through a to-do list in my mind. That's not more productive. It's less productive. And again, 
especially for people who feel like, well, I don't have control over that. You absolutely do. It's a practice. It might be something that you need a lot more practice at. It might be something you don't currently have a lot of skills in, but we are the thinker. We are not our thoughts. We can say, okay, litany of things I feel I need to do. I'm going to revisit you when I'm done with this moment. That allows me, when I choose to practice it, it allows me to feel at rest when I'm washing the dishes, to be recharged by preparing a meal, to be recharged by playing with cars with my kids. That is an opportunity that we all have all the time. Rest is more about the state of your mind than it is about the state of your schedule. Burnout is more about the state of your mind than it is the state of your schedule. The truth is, a lot of us are more tired than we need to be because we're not managing our mind. We're exhausting ourselves less by the things we're doing and more about how we're thinking. We can train ourselves, and I personally think we need to train ourselves to manage our minds, to calm our minds. And if you're a parent, you want to be able to teach your kids how to do that too. I was talking to somebody at dinner the other night who has maybe like a nine or a 10 year old, we'll say. And the kid is getting really worked up about school and schoolwork and deadlines and grades and this, that, and the other thing. We have to teach ourselves so that we can teach them. And nobody said it's going to be easy. Nobody said that it's just a decision. It's a practice to recognize when your mind is chaotic and start to settle down, simmer down, take one thing at a time. When we are doing one thing, we do not have to be thinking about 72,000 things. That is not the normative state. That is not just what it means to be human. It's what it means to not be practiced in managing your mind. I am not an expert in this. I recognize very regularly that mentally I'm elsewhere. And I had the opportunity to practice just now. So I was recording this morning. I think I said it was like six when I was initially starting this episode. Then Roman woke up. The way that Chris and I have sort of broke things down is Monday through Thursday, I work from like five in the morning till like noonish, and he has all three kids. But it never happens that way because I like to get Roman when he wakes up, and I like to make him breakfast and have breakfast with him. And that means that I make a choice to give up an hour, an hour and a half of my morning and spend it with Roman and not spend it on work. So I'm sitting there with Roman, and I intentionally made the decision to leave my phone upstairs because my phone can wait 45 minutes. I don't need to have an eye on social media alerts or email alerts or text messages or anything like that. That's part of how I choose to practice. And then as he's sitting there eating his protein pancakes, when I recognize that my mind is going through the to-dos I have on my agenda today, I just practice coming to this moment My sister works with, well, she worked with kids a lot. Now she works with young adults, we'll call them. And she always shares, you know, some of her practices for helping them focus. And sometimes it's like 
identify three red things in the room. Or I'll do something specific like three things I notice about Roman right now, like what he's doing in this moment as he's eating, right? So then I'm, I'm tuned into the way that he's talking. I'm trying to lock in the memory of the way he says big truck when a truck drives by. There are things that we can do to redirect. It's not just I want it and therefore it is so. No, that's not how it works with anything. That's not how it works with upgrading your mind. It's not how it works with changing your behaviors. You can't just want it and why isn't it happening? You have to practice. And the beautiful thing, I say this all the time, the beautiful thing about being alive in 2023 is there are a million or more free resources to help you do anything. So if you are sitting here thinking, well, I don't know how to do it. A, I just gave you a couple of examples of what I do from leaving my phone upstairs and recognizing when my mind is racing to coming back to the present moment, locking in exactly what's happening right now. I mean, there's so many things. I, I, when I'm with my kids, I'm not multitasking, right? I mean, sure. There's the moment where they're playing and I'm washing dishes, but being in a pattern of when I'm changing a diaper, I'm not listening to a podcast. I'm not, um, watching a TV show, right? That's one of the ways that I practice. But if you're like, oh, I don't like those ways, congratulations. You can Google how to anything and find probably millions of free resources. So you have that opportunity. That's my hot take for this morning. A couple other questions that came in from you guys that I want to dive in. I know we've already been here for like almost 20 minutes, but somebody said, How do you change your habits when someone in your household is a constant saboteur, but they aren't really doing it on purpose? They're not a saboteur. They're not a saboteur. Your priorities are different from their priorities. That does not mean that they are trying to intentionally do you harm. They are not trying to hurt you. We talked about this Uh, I go live with the consistency course folks a couple times a month. And we talked about this recently because people often perceive that, for example, if they're trying to eat healthy and their spouse or their partner or their best friend says like, hey, you want to go get ice cream? Hey, you want to order pizza tonight? That that's their intent to sabotage. No, it's not. It just means that they're not on the same wavelength as you and they don't have to be. I see it as a gift. And the reason I see it as a gift when you have somebody in your life who eats ice cream in front of you or spends money that you're trying not to spend, because we need, in the real world, we need the ability to remain aligned to our priorities no matter what is happening around us. So if you create a bubble where everybody in the four walls of your home doesn't dare suggest that you do something that doesn't align with your goals, then you have zero ability to navigate the real world where there are birthday parties and there are holidays and there are people who invite you out for a a dessert night or martinis or anything like that. They are giving you the opportunity to build a skill that you critically need. So step one, don't consider it sabotage because it's not. The last thing that I want to talk about, somebody said, Consistency is boring, and I get impatient with my weight loss. Any ideas for staying on track? Well, first, it doesn't have to be boring, okay? If you want more variety, you can have variety and consistency. Those things are not at odds. So if we're talking, and this person's asking specifically about weight loss, you can have variety in your workouts and consistency. You can have variety in your meals and also consistency, 
If that is something you desire, if boring is a bad thing to you, then the solution is create more variety. Try different meals. Try different types of movement and exercise. If you've been doing strength training, take a dance class. If you've been doing aerobics, hire a a trainer to get you strong. If that is what you seek, create it. No big deal. But I personally love what most people would call boring. I love doing the same kinds of workouts. I love eating the same few foods. Now, I certainly do get tired of them at times because it's seasonal for me, right? Like in the wintertime, I do a lot more spaghetti squash than I do during the summer because in the summer, I prefer like colder meals or grilling. And in the winter, baking a spaghetti squash is a lot more appealing to me. So as the seasons change, often my preferences will change and I'll sort of rotate out seasonal staples. But I love knowing that when I go to the grocery store, I'm really just buying things for three or four meals that we have on repeat and we make enough to have leftovers. And I perceive that as a positive. Now, if you perceive it as a negative, then add more variety. In terms of being impatient with your weight loss, okay, why is that bad? You can absolutely cultivate patience. What perspective would you need to have to feel more patient with this process? But also, why do I think that impatience and wanting more now, why is that a problem? It's just a feeling. Can I be okay with being impatient? I mean, it's just a feeling. It doesn't have to influence my behaviors. And if it's influencing my behaviors, then that's a totally different thing. But is this really a problem that needs to be solved? If you guys have questions, if you have topics that you want to dive into, just let me know. Direct message me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton or comment in the Primal Potential Facebook group. The winner of the GBX Protein, I actually, when I took a little break in recording to make Roman breakfast, I I buy the Birch Benders Protein Pancake Mix and they were out of protein. So I just got their regular stuff that doesn't have protein in it. And I'm like, I don't want this kid having breakfast that like doesn't have protein in it. So I actually took a scoop of the vanilla protein powder that I love and added it to the Birch Benders clean protein so that, you know, we got protein in. Share that just because we use it in a hundred million ways. We love it and we go through it really, really fast. So the winner of that protein is Good Good Investing. Good Good Investing, if that's the name you use to leave a review, thank you for listening. Thank you for the review. Email me, Elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Within 60 days of this episode airing, let me know that you were the winner for 1060-1060. And let me know your mailing address so I can get the protein out to you. Make it a great day, guys. I'll talk to you soon.